welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. And this is chapter 68. Yeah, 68. We're very close. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I did um, a full episode. I mean, I guess I did the the football episode. But that was kind of a separate dealie. This is more of the general podcasting episodes that I do. I, it's been a while. Um, but we got so much to go over. We got so much to talk about. I have like a list and lists and lists of stuff to talk about. Um, mostly, well, I wouldn't say mostly. It's just all over the place, I guess. Um, so let's just dive right into it. So, uh, this, so right after, literally like right after, like I ran out the door and no, almost right after, uh, I recorded uh, the last podcast. I went to go see Pearl Jam on uh, Labor Day weekend. Two shows at the Fen- at the Fenway Park at the Fenway Parks, the Fenway Parks. Um, you know that those Fenways, um, the <laughs> at Fenway Park. Uh, they were they were good. Um, the, my seats weren't as good as they were two years ago, which was a little disappointing. But and a lot and a lot of that has to do with the nets. And uh, I will I will complain about the nets. So they. If you haven't been to Fenway this year, they added, extended the nets that block people from getting hit in the face that aren't paying attention to a baseball game, you know, because you go to a baseball game, you're supposed to watch baseball. But uh, in this day and age, people are on the phones half the time, and they get hit in the head with a baseball because they're not paying attention, or a bat, or whatever. Um, So they extended the nets farther down the line to um, uh, block the balls and stuff from going into the crowd. Um... And the seats that we had first night were, those new nets were right in the way of the stage, our view of the stage, which kind of stunk. Um, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull punches here. It, it was stupid because the thing was, there was no baseball game going on. Um, they can't take down the nets for like a couple days while they're doing concerts. They put up these like weird, like staging things so you can get from the bleachers onto the field for the people that have field seats, you can't take down nets for a couple days so that they're not blocking the view of the people in those seats. Uh, seems dumb. Seems very dumb. Not a fan of that. Um, Pearl Jam, I am a fan of. The first night's show was, it was good. The second night was definitely better, um, as it was the time before. Um, I have a theory on that, but I don't know. Uh, my point, like, so the first time around, they played Friday night and then Sunday night. And then this time around, they played Sunday and Tuesday, but the Sunday was this day before Labor Day. So the casual Pearl Jam fans are going to go to that first show because, you know, night, you know, we have the day off, blah, 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 like whatever, as opposed to the second show where it's like, okay, you have to go to work, school, whatever, the next day. Um, so my theory is that they played the better show the second night because that's they knew that's the real fans. Now, you know, whatever, you can argue one way or the other, I mean, you know, Certainly, it's preference over what songs they picked, uh, you know, for what night. I, I personally thought the set list was better the second night, but um, could be arguable. I don't know. Definitely, I mean, they definitely played more ten the first night, and I, that's probably my favorite album. But overall, I think the set list was better the second night. Uh, but yeah, Pearl Jam, good shows. Uh, I will definitely see them again when they come around. Um, it'd be cool maybe if they don't play. Fenway next time maybe play something else play something smaller maybe the garden or something else I don't know I mean, they haven't played the garden in a while um I know they played Worcester last time they did a stadium uh 
they played Worcester last time they did an arena tour around here. I don't love Worcester, but I'd go. Um, uh, but yeah, there we go, Pearl Jam. So my concert summer concert series is over. Uh, that's, that's it for the for now. Um, got plenty coming up though. <laughs> Between the Red Sox and the Bruins starting up, and the Celtics, and if I can get to a Patriots game, which I haven't been to a Patriots game forever, so who knows? Um, but yeah, definitely still a lot of stuff coming up on the on the docket. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Pearl Jam, there you go, concerts, there's summer series, okay, so next up I was going to discuss some of the television shows that are going on right now, because uh, we're in that weird period where like, the fall shows are starting, but not like the fall shows that are on like the networks, the cable fall shows are kind of starting, but the summer ones aren't totally over yet, and then of course with Netflix and stuff, they're always dropping stuff all over the place, Um, like for instance, Iron Fist. All of a sudden, Iron Fist was dropped last week. I was like, whoa, wait, Iron Fist is already season two? What? Um, and while I didn't love season one, uh, it was definitely the weakest of the Netflix uh, Marvel series. Um, you know, you kind of, it kind of, you had to watch it if you want to watch The Defenders and, and you know, kind of follow along the whole storyline of everything. Um, so, all right, well, I was like, okay, I'll jump in, watch uh, season two Iron Fist. Hopefully it's a little, it's better. And it definitely was better. Um, was it great? Meh. But it was better. And it was also only 10 episodes as opposed to 13 episodes, which you could argue one way or the other um, whether that's a good thing or not for most shows. Um, for this show, I think it was a good thing. Um, I don't think I don't think it needed three more episodes. In fact, I think it started dragging by like episode six or seven so like if it was only like eight episodes it may have even been better um but regardless um you know they kind of changed the storyline around a bit i don't know um i'm not that familiar with iron fist i'll be honest but um they brought in misty knight into it from luke cage so they kind of you know mixed mixed everything together because you know iron fist had been in Luke Cage and you know in the comic books they're kind of more connected than so so much in the shows so far but um yeah it was fine uh what else um so better call I'm just gonna go in order I wrote them down uh better call Saul uh is about halfway through the season I'm actually not 100% sure how many episodes are in this season I don't know if it's eight or ten or what I think there's been six so far so might be getting towards the end of the season now but it's definitely been good. Um, you know, it, you're definitely getting to that point where it's you can see all the kind of things coming together for what's going on or what the transition from this to uh, Breaking Bad will be. Um, you know, the, the timeline on it is still a bit confusing because I know when season one started, there was a thing and it said two, it was 2002. And I know Breaking Bad started in 2007. I think, but it's not linear in terms of, like, the seasons, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't know how far back season one was from where they are now in terms of, like, year years. Like, is it a year, a year later or is it two years later? They haven't been that good with that. Bring Bad did a better job of that, although they didn't do it frequently enough to know, like... The only reason, like, you would even know is because of his birthday and the bacon. Um, 
outside of that, I don't know how you'd know like how long time took from one thing to another, one episode to another, one season to another. It wasn't totally clear. Um, but certainly they're getting to more of the Breaking Bad stuff, um, which is good and, you know, it, it, it's good. But then, you know, it, it's the whole prequel kind of thing that always raises that question, though. It's like, well, we know nothing happens to Saul. But they're at least, they're giving you little, in, you know, increments of, like, what happens after Breaking Bad, which is definitely key. But, like, even, like, someone like Mike. Okay, we know what happens to Mike in Breaking Bad. So, like, we know nothing's going to happen to him here. We know he makes it out. We know Gus makes it out. We know, like, certain characters, what happens to them. Um, which is, you know, kind of annoying to some degree. It's almost like if this was a new original show, you had no idea what was going on, or no idea, like, what would happen to these characters, it's a little more interesting. And, th- and then the thing, like, that's kind of, you know, weird about that is, like, okay, well, what happens to the characters that we didn't see in Breaking Bad in you know, this. And I guess that's more compelling than anything else, to some degree. Um, like, what happens to Kim? I don't know. She wasn't in Breaking Bad. Was there any references to her in Breaking Bad? Possibly. There was one about Nacho that someone pointed out that, no idea. Like, who the hell is that? You, you, never, you never know, and now here we are ten years later, and they're kind of explaining it. <laughs> you know, or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, I, I better call Saul, definitely 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 recommend i uh, can't recommend it enough probably my favorite show that i'm watching at the moment um castle rock um i, th- I know i talked about this before but uh, the stephen king stephen stephen king uh, how do i even explain it it's stephen king like set world but it not a stephen king story so it's kind of weird to like say it's the stephen king show because it's not but it is like it's weird um it's definitely i like it i like it it's 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 a bit i mean it's stephen king ish uh without going into too many details um they're kind of messing with things now things are becoming more clear as to what's going on but also more confusing as to what is actually happening that makes any sense whatsoever which it probably doesn't but if you're watching it it does so, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I would definitely say check it out. It's on Hulu, so that's, you know, I don't know who gets... Some people have Hulu, right? Um, I think the next... I think today? I think the final episode is airing... is uh, came out today, which is... Uh, today is September 12th, uh, for those of you following along at home. Depending on when you're listening to this. I think the finale uh, was released today. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I haven't watched it yet. I will check it out. Um, what up? Ballers. I don't know. It's Ballers. Russell Brand's in it for some reason. It's stupid. Um, but it's got The Rock and Rob Corddry. And I don't know. <laughs> it's really the probably only reason I'm watching. still watching it. Um, okay, I talked about that. Uh, the Purge. Uh, the Purge started. I just watched episode two. Um, so far, so good it kind of just seems like a purge movie but like extended i guess it's gonna be 10 episodes so it's just like a really long purge movie but like that at least in that sense you get more connection to the characters i would say so that could be good could be bad i don't, I don't know we'll, we'll find out as it goes along but so far so good two episodes in um 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia came back last week. Uh, the episode 2, I believe, airs tonight, right? Wednesday? Tonight, yeah. Um, me, that should be... I mean, I don't know. Dennis, is, they teased that Dennis was gone, but then he came back. Spoiler alert. So, I don't know. It's it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Ep- first episode was pretty funny. So, yeah. Um... It is what it is. It always is what it is. It's always it's always sunny. Is what it is uh, in Philadelphia. Well, let's not talk about. I you know I've had enough about Philadelphia recently though. Um, yeah, to watch all yeah yeah football season started and they were the money the Thursday night kickoff game and I don't want to talk about it. All right. Um, what else? Okay, the Sinner, Sinner season two. Um. Briefly, one talked about this before, but it's it's the only connection really with the first season is the Bill Pullman character, the cop, uh, and yeah, he's he's a uh, pretty good. I like his character in this. This season's storyline is a bit, I don't know. It's not it's not as good as the first season, I would say, but like it's okay. Like this little kid kills his kills the people that he's with. The, they think it's their parents, but it's not really the parents. But then who's the parents? I don't know. It, you know, it's a mystery kind of thriller thing. You know, it's pretty interesting. I would say the first season was better, but it's, it's still watchable. Uh, what else? Um, the Deuce came back on HBO this past Sunday, um, season two. So if you didn't watch The Deuce, uh, well, how do I explain it? Um, so it's by... it's. Um, David Simon, so from The Wire, so okay, that's cool. Uh, it's set in the 70s in New York City. Okay. Uh, now, the first season, I think, was 71, 72-ish, or something like that. Now, this season, they jumped ahead to 1977, so they jumped ahead a few years. But it's basically, you know, the sex industry and, like, bar industry and, like, m- mob stuff and stuff going on like that in the 70s in the Deuce, which is part of New York City, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's really good. I don't know. I don't know how the season two is going to be, but like they kind of started it off like, oh, here's everyone from first season. We'll check in and see how they're doing. So it's like, you don't really know where everything's going quite yet, but it's like, oh, here's every, here's everyone five years later type of thing. Um, and James Franco is still mad at James Franco because he plays twins and one of them's a screw up. One of them's trying to do everything right. Whatever. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I didn't love the first season, I'll be honest, but I... You know. I don't know. Um, Alright, um, next up. Kidding on uh, Showtime's debuted this week. Um, it's, let, me, let me describe Kidding as best as I can. It stars Jim Carrey uh, and also Judy Greer... And, um, uh, Robert, no, what's his name? Uh, uh I'm, I'm, get, I'm forgetting his name. The guy, you know who he is. I <laughs> can't explain who he is. He's a guy. He's a guy. He does stuff. He's an older guy. He does stuff. Um, and I'm for Frank, Frank, something. Frank Legina. Is that how you say it? Um, he's been in stuff. I think he was Abraham Lincoln once upon a time. No, he wasn't Abraham Lincoln. Uh, what was that other movie? No, he was uh, not Abraham Lincoln. No, it was the other movie. Um, Nixon? Was he Nixon at one point in some movie? 
Frost Nixon? Was he in that? Was he Nixon? I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, um, that show started. So basically, it's Jim Carrey plays basically Mr. Rogers, or a Mr. Rogers type character. His dad runs like the studio or is in charge of the show. And his sister's on the show too. Um, it's kind of a family run show, basically. But he had twins with his wife, who's Judy Greer's, but they're getting divorced, or they got divorced, or getting divorced, or separated, whatever. Uh, because shortly before this show starts, uh, one of the twins was killed in a car accident. And now he's kind of having to deal with all this crap going on, but he's also like um, a kid's like show host, so. I don't know, it, it should be, it seems interesting, um, it's kind of got that dark comedy feel from, like, a Louis C.K. show, or, like, Baskets, it's, like, not ha-ha funny, it's not laugh-out-loud funny, like, it's always sunny, but it's kind of like, eh, and, eh, okay, yeah, I get it, funny, you know, um, it's not over the Jim Carrey's not over the top Jim Carrey as much uh, in this one, but he still has some moments because he's Jim Carrey and he obviously has to do that because he's Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, all right, what else? Um, American Horror Story, uh, American Horror Story uh, starts tonight. Uh, Apocalypse is the is the name of the season. It somehow combines Murder House and The Coven. Not quite sure. I've seen some commercials. And I'm a little confused how that's all going to play out. Uh, but eh, I guess we'll find out tonight. Um, and then finally, The Mayans uh, is debuted on FX. Uh, season, no, episode two is actually last night. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw episode one. And it's very Sons of Anarchy. Um, it was like 90 minutes long to begin with, so it's Sons of Anarchy right there. There's lots of guns, gunshots and, and just motorcycle chases and heists and... It's very Sons of Anarchy. Um, now, they did a couple little subtle things that I thought was fine for like the debut episode, but if they do it more, it's just gonna seem stupid. Um, although, like at the same time, we know these Mayans take place that takes place in the same world as Sons of Anarchy, and in fact, the Sons of Anarchy show up. Now, the only one that you would even recognize is Robert Patrick, who was in like two episodes. Of the Sons of Anarchy. But the other little twist thing they did was they've been doing like back. They did a couple like backflashes. Um, flashbacks? Backflashes? What the hell is that? Flash, flashbacks for this one guy um, who's like kind of the main character. Basically, without ruining anything, this guy joins the Mayans as a prospect. His brother's in the, in the Mayans already because he went to jail for something which. I'm still confused by that, I think. I don't know. He went to jail, whatever, and then he made a deal. And he has to infiltrate the Mayans to get to a cartel. Whatever. And so everyone's kind of playing everybody. And he's, But the main character is this main character. But at one point, they flash back to him being in jail. I forget what he went to jail for now. Um, he got busted for something. I don't know. Whatever. His like girlfriend comes and, and, and like tells him she's pregnant. And then he kind of flips out, and it's a flashback, so Gemma's sitting there waiting to talk to whoever at the jail. So it's like, alright, okay, I get her being in it, because obviously Kurt Sutter is 
they're married, so it's his show. So, all right, fine, throw her in there for an episode. But if they do too much of that, it's just going to seem stupid. Because um, we know what happens to her character. Well, because originally I had read, before they, they did the Mayans thing, that they were going to do a, a, a prequel of when um, John, uh, whatever, and uh, the Clay and John like first met or something. In, in Sons of Anarchy. Um, but then I guess I uh, never came to be. And then he did that bastard executioner show. And that didn't work out. And then they went to the mines. So. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, so um, yeah. So that's that's going to cover it here for, for uh, TV. Lots of TV going on. There's, And obviously I mean I got all these shows. Although Better Call Saul I think is ending soon. Sinner, I think, only has a couple more episodes. Castle Rock's going to be done pretty quickly. Iron Fist has already already watched that. It's already over. <laughs> um, I can't imagine Ballers has much more to go. But then, like, you know, all the CW shows are going to start popping up. And, uh, and you know, network shows and stuff. So, all that stuff. I don't, I don't really... I can't even think what I watch on network TV that's not, like, the CW shows or... Well, I guess Gotham, but that's only going to have, like, ten episodes. And I don't think that's till later. And then, like, Agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. So basically all um, comic book shows outside of, like, Family Guy and The Simpsons, I guess, I still watch from time to time. I don't know. And, like, Goldbergs, I guess. Whatever. Regardless of all that, CW shows... Are going to be back soon. And that brings me to the DC. Because they're breaking news. Big news coming out of the DC Universe. Outside of the fact that Ben Affleck isn't currently in rehab. So we don't know who who the Batman is going to be. um, Henry Cavill decided. You know I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. And I don't know. They didn't really. Have any more plans for him really at this this time? I mean, you t- you listen you look at all the movies they've been talking about making coming up, and you know they've got Aquaman coming out, and um, you know they're talking about the Batman, and there's a couple Joker movies out there, and there's a Birds of Prey movie, and there's a Harley Quinn movie, and there's a Wonder Woman, another Woman or Wonder Woman movie coming out and stuff. But Superman's nowhere to be found <laughs> in that schedule, and they kind of got rid of the justice league thing sequel which i still don't quite understand what the tag was for that then but um yeah there wasn't much plans for superman to be quite honest so he's kind of like i guess he's kind of like well i got this mission impossible thing now they're gonna make me have to have a mustache the whole time so i might as well might as well just have mustache from now on and people don't want people get mad at cgi mustache or whatever so yeah so he's out he's out so there you go um All right, well, as far as other movie stuff, um, nothing really on the top of my head that I can think of. Uh, but I did see a couple movies, I think, since the last time I talked about movies I saw. I saw Tag. Um, it has Jeremy Renner and, and uh, John Hamm and and uh, Ed Helms and Hannibal Burris, right? See the other guy in it? I don't know. Um, it was all right. It was... It was it was okay. It wasn't amazing. I thought Game Night was a little better. 
but I had that same similar feel. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know. It's a little different, but it had a similar feel to that. Kind of like R-rated, goofy comedy with a bunch of people. I don't know. Um, it's alright. Then I saw Upgrade, um, which um, was really good. I liked that. Um, kind of, it was, um, so it was the guy that, by the guy from Saw, not James Wan, but the other guy, Lee Wendell, uh, who was in Saw, who helped write Saw? I don't know. He was involved in Saw to some degree. Did he write Saw? He's also Insidious movies as well. Um, he's also, was in the Insidious movies. Um, so yeah, um, but it was good. And then, of course, Sharknado, the last one, or whatever it was called. That was terrible, but, uh, you know, it's Sharknado, would expect. Of course, it's going to be terrible. Um, but at least it was the last one, right? Maybe. Supposedly. They, uh, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) They were time traveling and stuff. It it was bizarre and stupid, but, you know, Sharknado, so. What do you want from it? Alright, um, alright, what else is going on? Alright, so they, today they just announced the new batch of iPhones, um, I'm not planning on getting one, I got, you know, still have my one from last year, um, still working perfectly fine until, of course, they out, roll, roll out the new iOS, and then things probably start going to hell, but that's not till next week, the new iOS comes out next, uh, Monday, I believe, uh, 17th, but then, yeah, they announced, um, the iPhone XS, but then the iPhone XS Max, and then the iPhone R. So what's the difference? Why are there three different iPhones? Well, best I can tell, um, the iPhone R is made out of cheaper materials. It's aluminum and not glass, I guess. Um, it also doesn't have the certain capabilities. It's only LCD, not OLCD. Um, it only has one lens for the back camera instead of two. Um, that seems to be the difference. It's obviously cheaper. The the um, the uh, storage sizes weren't as big, potentially as big. Uh, and then there's iPhone XS, which is basically the iPhone X, but with the new features. And then there's iPhone XS Max, which is basically the iPhone Plus, but the X version of that. Um, like I said, I don't plan on getting any of them. I, mine's still working fine. So, so maybe a few years down the line, I'll... You know, I, so far, I've gone every three years, I think, or something along those lines, between getting iPhones. But um, Max is still working fine for now. So no plans to get that, but just thought it, it came. The news came out today, so I thought it was interesting. So there you go. Um, uh, all right, let's just all right. Let's get to wrestling. Let's get to the wrestling stuff. That's why we're here, for the most part. Um, yeah. Before we talk about WWE and go talk about hell, actually, you know what? Scratch that. Before we get to that, there is something else going on this weekend. Um, before wrestling happens, there is a UFC, but it's in Russia and it's only on the fight pass. So I'm not going to really bother talking about that because it's not really a big event. Uh, the big event, biggest, next big event for UFC is really the Conor McGregor fight in October. 
And I will definitely be discussing that when we get closer to that time. But the biggest thing coming up this weekend outside of WWE is Canelo versus Triple G2. Um, they fought exactly a year ago. I think it was the same weekend a year ago because it was Mexican Independence Day, I believe, is right around right around this time. I don't, I don't know exactly what day it is, but um, they fought um, to a draw, um, which is very controversial at the time because a lot of people thought Triple G was winning very handedly and you know one judge gave it to Triple G one gave it to Canelo and one ruled it a draw so it's a draw um so here's here's the next here's the next one uh Triple G still undefeated hasn't lost uh Canelo has only has that one loss against um um Mayweather so you know still a huge battle huge huge matchup um and it's a Saturday so yeah, it should be interesting. Um, the first match wasn't the most exciting in the world, I'll be quite honest with you. So hopefully they bump, you know, step up their games a bit and maybe try a little harder this time. And I feel like a lot of that was what led to the draw where neither guy was really going for a knockout or, you know, really, you know, it felt like both guys thought they were winning and on one of the cards they were. Um, I believe. So, I don't know. Well, whatever. We'll see. So, as for predictions, who am I going to go with? I mean, I thought Triple G won that first fight. Ended up being a draw. I wasn't like, it wasn't like super, super like, it wasn't like, oh my god, that's the most, like, you know, biggest controversy in the history of the world. It was kind of like, eh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, Canelo's obviously had some issues uh, you know, this match was supposed to take place uh, back in May, I think, and um, I think it was supposed to Cinco de Mayo weekend, and uh, then Canelo got uh, in trouble for <laughs> eating Mexican steak, apparently, is what he he said. He got busted for PEDs or some something, um, and he blamed it on the Mexican steak he was eating, because they fed the cows some something that ended up in the steak that he ate. Not quite sure how that if that's how it works, but okay, sure, why not go with it? Um, I'm gonna go with Triple G though. So there you go, Triple G this weekend Saturday. Um, check out check your local bars and stuff. Maybe they have it there. Last time last year I started at Hooters, so maybe maybe. Maybe if someone wants to go to Hooters, we can <laughs> check out the sequel. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen, but whatever. Um, now, as far as, you know, I also order on pay-per-view. And let's see. I'm going to double check. It, it, I want to say it's I want to say it's going to be $70. But let's see. Oops. That was the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, it's $85. Wow, okay, never mind. $85. Um, yeah, alright, 85 bucks. yeah. Um, if you want to pay 85 bucks? go ahead and pay 85 bucks. Get a bunch of people together, make it cheaper. But if you can find a bar that's showing you free, also do that. Although, I, wasn't, I don't think it was free at Hooters. I think you had to pay 10 bucks or something. But, um, regardless of any of that... Um, Let's jump into the wrestling, shall we? 
Now, last time out, I uh, previewed All In, so let's talk quickly about All In and see how I did on my predictions. Now, the opening match was the tag match um, with uh, SoCal Uncensored, which was Frankie Kazarian and, and Scorpio Sky taking on the Briscoes. Got that one wrong. I said the Briscoes ended up being SoCal Uncensored. Like I said, the titles run, the ROH tag titles run on the line, so it was kind of eh. eh. I guess that makes sense. Because, you know, build up to their actual tag title match which is happening at Ring of Honor next pay-per-view, which we'll talk about next time. Um, but then the Battle Royal, the winner take the Ring of Honor, uh, get a Ring of Honor title match later tonight. Um, there ended up being 19 people in it for some reason. Why not 20? I don't know. Um, but um, I was dead on. I was dead on. I called it called it to a T. So there was a bunch of people in the ring, and then there's some random Mexican luchador guy with a mask on that gets powerbombed through a table at the beginning of the match, and then is just gone for the rest of the match. Bully Ray ends up beating everyone else, and then Flip Gordon comes up, or I forget what they even called him, what his name was, um, and uh, he... Um, yeah, he ended up eliminating Bully Ray and then unmasked, and it was Flip Court. Called it. The Demolinko Cyclope thing. Funny thing was, and we'll skip ahead a bit here, Chris Jericho kind of then did the same thing later in the show, which just didn't make any sense. They then referenced, but it was like Flip Gordon just did that? What are you talking about? So uh, Kenny Omega fought um, uh, Pentagon Jr., or is this, it says Penta L0M. What? Why does that say that? Pentagon Jr., whatever. I don't know why it says that, but... um, I guess maybe for legal reasons they couldn't call him Pentagon Jr.? I think they said he was Pentagon Jr. I don't know, whatever, regardless. He beats him, matches over, lights go out, lights come back on, Pentagon Jr. is still in the ring, but gets up and starts attacking um, Omega... And, of course, Unmasked, and it's Chris Jericho. Yeah, you already you already did that. And, yeah, I get the reference because I made it earlier about the Jericho-Malenko thing. And they even reference it. It's like, yes, that happened to Jericho. Now Jericho turns the tables. Like, yeah, you also did it in the early in the show. All right, but then moving on to the actual card, uh, they threw in an extra match, Matt Cross versus uh, Joe uh, Friedman. Matt Cross won. Why they threw this match in, I don't know. Especially considering they barely made the time. They were running out of time. It ended very abruptly. Uh, stupid out of match when you were going to be so close on the time. I, you know, you know, Sorry for these guys or whatever, but they weren't announced uh, as a match. Then you're adding this match. You let them go 10 minutes and then you run out of time. Seems dumb. A lot of people are saying they ran out of time because of the Kazushka Okada Matt Matty Scroll match that went 26 minutes. It was only supposed to go 15 or something like that. Uh, there's been some back and forth whether or not that's accurate or not, but regardless, that happened. Uh, then Christopher Daniels beat um, Stephen Amell. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I got that one wrong too, but I I don't know. I just felt like. If you're bringing in Stephen Amell, maybe you should win. I don't know. It's like it's not going to hurt Christopher Daniels to lose to Stephen Amell. Um, 
And then uh, Tessa Blanchard, who who was accompanied by Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard, beat uh, Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, and uh, Britt Baker. No big surprise here. And the thing I didn't actually even realize when I made that prediction was she had just won the Impact Knockouts Champion or whatever it's called. So that even made more sense to have her win because you wouldn't want to... I mean, obviously Impact would be like, okay, you can't ever then immediately lose when she just won the title. Um, I mean, she won it like a month or two ago, but like TV-wise, they just aired. Um, I believe, or something along those lines. Um, so yeah, there's that match. Then, interestingly, they have the Cody versus... Uh, I was going to say Magnus, but Nick Aldis match. Um... In the middle of the show. I thought that was going to be the main, but they put it in the middle of the show, which I thought was weird. Um, Cody was its company of Brandy Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Glacier, Tommy Dreamer, and Pharaoh, his dog. Noticeably absent was Bernard the Business Bear. Where was Bernard the Business Bear? Well, the rumor is that Chris Jericho is going to be Bernard the Business Bear, but he decided that didn't really totally make sense, so they went with the Pentagon thing instead. Um... To then just drop them all together seems a bit weird, um, but I guess they didn't really have anything planned for him, so they just didn't have him on the show. I don't know. seems weird, but we'll see if he appears again or if that was it. Uh, but anyways, Nick Aldis was accompanied by Jeff Jarrett, Samuel Shaw, Sean Devari, and Tim Storm. I know Sean Devari. I obviously know Jeff Jarrett. So, alright, the match went on, and it was interesting. There was one point in the match where Nick Aldis gave um, Cody a running power slam on the um, outside. And the and the announcers made reference to, oh, it's Shades of British Bulldog. Um, which, fine, it's true. It was his move. Shades of British Bulldog, that's okay. Um, but then the finishing move, the finisher, the, the closing thing, the way... The match ends. Cody does the same. It was the same ending to SummerSlam '92, where Bulldog pinned Bret Hart. He did the reverse the sunset flip and pulled down the legs and pinned him. And I'm like, okay, now you you already made the British Bulldog reference. You're gonna make another British Bulldog reference? Like, why don't you bring up the British Bulldog reference if that's the finish? I mean, I don't know. If, obviously, the Announcers probably didn't know exactly what the finish was going to be, but it's like, oh, British Bulldog. I was like, oh, crap, that's exactly the finish from SummerSlam 92. Oops. Um, at one point in the match, Davari came down, and, and then DDP came down and gave him a, DD, uh, D, a DDT. No, he gave him a DD. He gave him a diamond cutter, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so a nice little spot there. Um, then the match that's... I don't know, you know, you know, they want to, you know, independent wrestling is a bit weird and, you know, they want to talk all about, you know, oh, it's the flips and the flying and whatever, but they do do goofy stuff from time to time and whether that goofy stuff is good or bad or whatever that goofy stuff is um, too, too goofy, um, which could be argued here, is questionable. So Hangman Page is scheduled to fight Joey Janela in a... Chicago Street Fight, Joey Noah's Penelope Ford. I had no idea who Joey Janela was was really. I've heard the name, but didn't know who he was. So they air this thing to build up the match. Um, 
and the whole thing is about Hangman Page and Joey Ryan. So I'm confused. I was confused. I'm like, wait, is Joey Ryan Joey Janela? Because I've heard Joey Ryan too. Um, he's the guy, if you don't know, that does the dick moves. Yeah. Yeah. It is what you think it is. It's so stupid. Um, um, yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's something that you would have thought you, Val Venus would have done back in the Attitude Era. Never did, I don't think, but... It, yeah, whatever, regardless. Regardless, Hangman Page apparently killed him. <laughs> And so, whatever. So, they have the match, and his cowboy boots are talking to him. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Hangman page one. And then the lights go out, and the boots are there. And then it was basically Undertaker coming out, but without druids, they had dick guys dressed up in penises. Yeah. And then Joey Ryan came out, and whatever. It was dumb. It was stupid. That's all I gotta say. Um, Then Jay Lethal beat... Flip Gordon, got that one right. Um, Flip Gordon came out with Brandy Roach, which was interesting. Um, then Kenny Omega beat Pentagon, as I mentioned. Ozushka Okada beat Marty School, Scroll, which may have gone 10 minutes too long. And then the main event ended up being the Golden Elite, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and, and Kota Bruschi taking on uh, Mysterio, Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, and uh, Bandit. Which, if I had known this was going to be the main event, I probably would have gone... With uh, Matt Jackson, or the Golden Elite, um, the Jacksons and Kota Ibushi, but I didn't know. I assumed Cody was going to be the main. So they ended up winning, so I got that one wrong. Uh, but there we go. Uh, overall, it was a decent show. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. You know, it was good. I mean, a lot of people were praising it. It's the best thing ever, and I don't, I don't think that's accurate, but... Um, it was fine. It was good. It was something different. I mean, it, it was Ring of Honor turned up a bit, but not New Japan, or maybe New Japan turned down a bit. I, I don't. Know. I don't know how. To, I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> it was just something different, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um. But all right, let's go back a bit before we jump ahead. You gotta take a step back, and before you go ahead, and that's how it goes in the wrestling world. I don't. I don't know. I'm not talking to anyone. All right, so let's take it back, take it back a bit to uh, a few weeks ago, back in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, um, Takeover Four, uh, Takeover Brooklyn Four uh, happened. Um, I don't even remember what my predictions were. <laughs> uh, all right, the Undisputed Era beat um, Mustache Mountain. Not big surprise there. Um, it was definitely a really, it was definitely a really good match. I don't know if it was as good as the one they'd had on um, NXT that ended up getting five stars, uh, but um, it was good. Um, then uh, Velveteen Dream beat EC3, which I was surprised by. I mean, not that I have anything against Velveteen Dream, but they really haven't pushed EC3 at all, and I don't know what their thought process is with him. Um, I know he's, you know, he's not really their product per se, but I'd argue that Undisputed Era isn't either, but, um, or Ricochet or, you know, even Tommaso Ciampa, Joni Gagano for that matter. But, um, you know, because he was there and then left and came back, it almost seems like Cassius Ono where it's like, 
Yeah, he's back. He wins a couple matches here and there, but we're not really going to do much with him. It's like he left. He left. Like, we were ready to do something with him before, but then he left, and now he's back. I don't know what to do with him. So it should be interesting to see what develops that. Um, they're they're playing out something with him, and um, uh, what's-his-face that wasn't even on the card here. Um blanking on his name. Why am I blanking on his name? He was in the main event. The last one. Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. That's what I'm thinking. EC3 accused Lars Sullivan of beating up Alistair Black, so now Lars Sullivan wants to beat up EC3. Which I still haven't figured out who beat up Alistair Black yet. They're just ruling out people. Alright, next up, uh, Ricochet beat Adam Cole for the uh, North American title. No big surprise there. It was a pretty good match. There was one really ridiculously spot with a super kick that was really cool. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, it's like a, it was like a flip splash and super kick thingy. It was pretty cool. I don't even know how to explain it really. You just have to kind of see it. Um, then next up, uh, Kyrie Zane beat uh, Shayna Baszler for the women's title. I was a bit surprised by that, you know. Given, I don't know where they're going with Shayna Baszler. I thought she was just going to be kind of a dominant champion for a while. Um, eventually, I think they'll do something with her and Ronda, but I feel like that's down the line a bit. Especially now that the other two women are coming in. Other two women, four women, four horse women, I should say, of the MMA have started up with NXT and have had matches and stuff. So I kind of think they were, we're going to build up to her having like a kind of like a, a crew in NXT and then eventually move up to the main which they still might do but I just kind of felt like maybe that would be the kind of the storyline for her getting a title back or something like that but Kyrie's main one okay cool um, and then Tommaso Ciampa beat uh, Johnny Gargano in the last man standing match after Aleister Black obviously got removed from the triple threat um, it's a pretty cool ending I guess um, they were kind of up on the stage, and there was handcuffs, and then, like, Gargano got thrown off, and but then Ciampa just kind of, like, rolled off and was standing. It was pretty cool, but I wasn't surprised that uh, Ciampa was going to win. Uh, now Gargano's kind of rolling off, gone off the rails a bit, and I'm not quite sure where they're going with that. I, I mean, I feel like eventually it would make sense that Gargano would eventually beat Ciampa, but... Who knows? Who knows at this point? But if they're going to do that, obviously they're not going to bring, bring them up anytime soon. Which, I mean, obviously Chomp is the champ, so I don't, obviously it wouldn't happen anytime soon anyways. But Gargano, I feel like they started something with him, but I'm kind of blanking on what. He was fighting Ono, maybe? Was it Ono? I think it was Ono, yeah. Anyways, regardless of that. So it was a pretty good show overall. Um... Wasn't the best uh, takeover Brooklyn, but it wasn't the worst takeover Brooklyn. But there'll be one again in in uh, April, so we don't have to wait that long for the next one. However, they did announce that uh, SummerSlam will not be coming back to Brooklyn next year for obvious reasons. They have WrestleMania there, so it kind of would be overkill to then have SummerSlam there too. Um, it is going to be in Toronto, so buy your tickets now and get your passports ready to go to Toronto. Um, all right, so before we get into SummerSlam, I teased this kind of last time, 
and I know I talked about it briefly, but I kind of wanted to go over it a little bit more thorough. Um, the PWI 500 came out, and it did the top. I must did I talk about this? No, no, I don't remember. I think I mentioned that Omega was number one, but I didn't go over the whole list. But actually, you know what? Let's let's before we get to that, let's just talk about SummerSlam first, and then we'll do that. And uh, yeah, all right. Um, so SummerSlam then happened. Uh, uh, shortly after takeover, um, the next day, in fact, um, it seems like it was a while ago. Uh, so Andrade Cienomas and Selena Vega beat, beat Lana and Rusev in the pre-show. No big surprise there. Cedric Alexander beat Drew Gale Gulak. So got that one wrong. I was a little surprised by that. I thought they were going to change it up, but I think I know when they're going to do it now. But we'll talk about that later because, well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Uh, the B team kept the titles against the Revival. Um, no big surprise there, um, just because it it happened, you know, it went so quickly. Um, follow up on that though, and I'll kind of follow up on these things as they go along. Um, so as far as Andrade seeing Almas, he's kind of kind of been bouncing around. He was feuding a little bit with Daniel Bryan. Now he's feuding with our Truth. He doesn't really seem to know where he's going. Um, Lana and Rusev. Well, Rusev is back with Aiden English, and they're doing the Rusev Day. We'll talk about that more as we get to Hell in the Cell. Uh, like I said, Cedric Alexander beat Drew Gulak now, but his next title defense will be against Buddy Murphy in Australia at the Super Showdown. But that's not this weekend. That's not for a few more weeks. Um, the B team had a couple more wins, and then they got tied up in this whole Drew... Uh, Drew, yeah, Drew McIntyre. I was going to say Drew Gulak again. No, there's too many Drews. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler dealy with stuff that was going on. So, um, yeah, they ended up losing the tag titles to Drew McIntyre and um, Dolph Ziggler. Um, speaking of which, Drew, Drew McIntyre was not helpful with for Dolph Ziggler against uh, Seth Rollins and D-Man Rose. And Seth Rollins won back the Intercontinental Championship from Dolph Ziggler. Uh, next up, the big, the biggie, the big day, the big day, the, the new day. Biggie and uh, Xavier Woods, uh, accompanied by Kofi Kingston, beat up the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, I don't know. They won by disqualification. I should say uh, they had a rematch. I think it was on SmackDown a couple nights later, and then the new day won. Um, and actually, Rowan got injured, so. Bludgeon Brothers, for all intents and purposes, are done for the time being. Whether they spin Drew Luke Harper off to something else, I don't know. But given what happened with Matt Hardy and now Bray Wyatt's kind of disappeared, could see that that duo back together again or something along those lines. Who knows? Speaking of those guys and along those lines, Braun Strowman uh, beat Kevin Owens. And he kept his Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, Charlotte Flair beat Becky Lynch and Carmella and won the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championship. No, women's. Nope, not not the Tag Team Championship. I'm getting ahead of myself. Retained the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, after Becky Lynch had Carmella in the uh, disarmor and then uh, um, Charlotte hit the natural selection on Becky out of that and pinned her for the championship. 
Carmella got a rematch, didn't win, so but Becky then attacked Charlotte. I forget when she attacked her. I think I can't remember if it was on SmackDown. Yeah, I think it was on SmackDown. Or was it on SummerSlam? Either way, she attacked her. We'll talk about that match that's coming up in like four different times later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> they may be fighting like 17 times in the next two weeks. Um, next up, Samoa Joe beat AJ Styles by disqualification after AJ, or after Samoa, made some comments about his wife and his daughter, and AJ kind of lost it on him. Um, the Miz beat Daniel Bryan uh, due to shenanigans from Maurice, um, who was at ringside. Uh Let's see, uh, Finn Balor beat Baron Corbin, and then Baron Corbin beat Finn Balor, and then I don't know where they're going with either of them at this, well, I don't know where they're going with Finn Balor anymore. Uh, Baron Corbin is now the acting general manager of Raw because Kurt Angle got sent home uh, for a bit. Uh, I'm not sure what that's leading going to lead to. Maybe the return of Jason Jordan or something along those lines. Also, um, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Jeff Hardy. I don't even remember what happened in this match. I feel like they've fought in like 17 times recently, and I think Randy Orton got involved because Randy Orton always gets involved uh, in all these matches. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat uh, Alexa Bliss pretty quickly. No real frills or... Yeah, she just beat her. Won the Raw Women's Championship. And then Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar after uh, Braun Strowman came down, said announced he was going to cash in on whoever won, but then Brock Lesnar got distracted and beat up Braun Strowman and then got back, back in the ring and got speared and hit in the head with a chair that he was holding because it bounced off the ropes and hit him in the head after the spear. I don't know if that was on purpose, but it sold it the spear a little better, maybe? I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar is, for all intents and purposes, gone. He was supposedly supposed to be on Raw the next night, but I guess they didn't know what to do with him because he was wasn't going to be around anymore after that so they just had Heyman come in and ask for his uh rematch and Kurt Angle said no this was before Kurt Angle was told to go home um what else uh Roman Reigns defended the title against Finn Balor the next night and then Braun Strowman tried to cash in but then the shield reunited uh yes the shield's back together so then to counteract the shield Braun Strowman uh, got together with um Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, and they're the god, the, what are they, the War Dogs? The War Dogs, or Dogs of War, or something along those lines. I don't know if that's really what they're going to call them, but that's what they said the other night. But he's also gotten other people together to, like, attack the shield. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much covers SummerSlam. It was a decent show. It it, it went fairly, it was kind of long, but it wasn't, like, super long, like WrestleMania was. Um, but it definitely went a good four hours on top of the two-hour pre-show, so, yeah, decent, decent, decent amount of time. All right, so, before we get talk about Hell in the Cell, which should come up, so, so overall, for that weekend, I went nine and nine, because I went three and two on, um, NXT, and then, boy, I did bad at SummerSlam. Uh, all right, I guess I mean, maybe not that bad, but I, six and seven at SummerSlam, so it wasn't as predictable as you know you thought. And then All In uh, went eight and three, so pretty good at All In. So we got um, 
Pound the Salt coming up this weekend. Before we do that, I want to talk about the PWI Top 10. And I still don't know if they've released the Top 500. Because I wanted to see who where some guys ended up. But I've only been able to find the Top 10. So, um... Yeah. It's weird. No, normally, like, the whole list comes out pretty quickly after, but... Oh, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Is this it? Um. Wait, where? Oh. All right, here we go. Now they do. Someone. Okay, they do have the top five hundred. All right. Well, I'll give you the top ten just for the sake of time. Um. James Ellsworth was number 475. Just I just randomly saw that name as I was scrolling through this. Interesting. Um, Alright, let's get to like the real the real meat and meat and potatoes of this. Matt Riddle, number 46. I did not mention his name, by the way. Matt Riddle is now in NXT. She was in the crowd at um, Brooklyn. Um, so be interesting to see what they end up doing with him. Rusev was number 54. Matt Hardy is 53. No, Jeff Hardy was 53. Where's Matt Hardy? <laughs> Elias was 69. I think Joey Ryan should have been 69, but... I'm not the one doing the list. I guess I'm more thoughtful. Randy Orton, 18. That's surprising. I feel like he was out for a good portion of the year. Cena, 20. Hmm. Alright, so... Go to 10 through 1. I'm kind of... I'm interested to see where the people were that, like, kind of... A lot of people were complaining anywhere on the list. All right, so number 10 was The Miz. Again, for the second year in a row. Not not too surprising there. 9 was Naito. 8 was Cody Rhodes. 7, Roman Reigns. 6, Braun Strowman. 5, Seth Rollins. 4, Brock Lesnar. 3, Azuchika Okada. 2, Aegis Dallas. 1, Kenny Omega. Now, 1 and 2 and 3, I really can't argue with. 4, Lesnar. I don't feel like he wrestled enough. How, I mean, I know he was champion for the whole year. And by year, they when they talk about year for this, they talk... Um, it goes from July 1st of the previous year. So July 1st, 2017, through June 30th of 2018. So through that whole calendar year, Brock Lesnar was the Universal Champion. So I guess that's why. But in that time, how many matches did he actually have? This is the question. Like... Six, seven? I don't know. Wasn't a lot. Um, Alright, but so... Because I would have probably put Rollins for... Uh, Strowman, yeah, sure. Uh, Roman Reigns, okay. Cody Rhodes, that's fine. Naito, yeah, Miz. Can't really argue with the Miz. Um, Shinsuke was 11. Will Ospreay, 12. Andrade, almost 13. That seems high. I mean, I know he had some good matches and stuff, but, like, I know he's NXT champion, whatever, but, like, where's Johnny Gagano? I mean, I know Ch- Ciampa was hurt for most of the year, so I can understand him not being on this list, but Johnny Gagano's at 34? Seems low. I mean, Cedric Alexander's 28. Let's see who else was hurt. So, Mahal, Jinder Mahal was 14. I guess he was champion during that time. Um, at the beginning of it, whatever. Dalton Castle, 15. Finn Balor, 16. Kevin Owens, 17. Randy Orton, 18. 
Minori Suzuki, 19. John Cena, 20. Adam Cole, 21. Bobby Roode, 22. Samoa Joe, 23. Samoa Joe was hurt a bunch. I know he was top 10 last year, but he got hurt a bunch um, during that year. Zack Sabre Jr., 24. Austin Aries, 25. Sami Zayn, 26. Hiromu Takahashi, 27. Cedric Alexander, 28. I mentioned him. Kota Abushi, 29. Pentagon Jr., 30. I could go on and on and on. Matt Jackson was 40. Nick Jackson was 38. Marty Scroll was 30. And I found that interesting with the way they placed that. Uh, Alistair Black, 41. Um, just kind of scrolling, pick out some of the people. Where was Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy was 43, and Jeff Hardy was 53. That's interesting. All right, I might go through the whole list, but I don't have time for that. Yeah, just interesting. I mean, a lot of people are complaining about the list, but I don't know. I mean, the top 10, anyway, seems pretty legit. I mean, outside of Brock Lesnar, I don't know if people complain about Roman Reigns, but at the end of the day, this list isn't based off of, like, who's the best wrestler. It's who's, like... It's kind of like a combination of who's the most popular, who's the most successful, who's good. I mean, definitely that's a factor. But, you know, you can't argue Roman Reigns isn't a very popular, uh, successful wrestler, you know? So, whatever. But alright, I guess we've danced around it enough. Let's get to Hell in the Cell, shall we? Um, Now, it's been an interesting little thing here because... Since SummerSlam has ended, they've been kind of jumping all over the place with what they've been uh, promoting. Because obviously Hell in a Cell is this week, and that's the next pay-per-view. But they've also been talking a lot about this super showdown. Because they've been hounding the Undertaker Triple H last match ever for forever here. I mean, there's also a bunch of other matches they really haven't talked about, which is weird. Um, except for that one. But I, I, I get that because, you know, Hell in a Cell is the next thing. So you don't want to overwhelm people with that given that most of those wrestlers are in that, um, that are going to be in the other matches, presumably. Um, and the under, but whereas The Undertaker and Triple H aren't. Triple H came out, said, I'm going to, I want to fight The Undertaker one more time, blah, blah, blah. Then Shawn Michaels came out and was like, I think, well, first a bunch of guys predicted, made predictions. Most of them said The Undertaker, except for Austin Christian, I think. But even like Flair said The Undertaker. Uh, and then Shawn Michaels came out and was like, why is everyone going with Undertaker? Triple H is younger, he's still, still got it, Undertaker's past his prime, blah, blah. Then Undertaker came out and confronted Michaels and was like, I put you down, I'll put him down, blah, 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 you're afraid to fight me. Um, that's basically what he said. (laughs) Even the blah, blah, blah part. Uh, but then Triple H came back out and he's like, no, I'm gonna have to put you down now, because this isn't. 2012 or whatever um and then um i guess undertaker's gonna be on next week so we'll talk about more of that for that show but I just found it interesting that they've been pumping that out given that uh and maybe ticket sales aren't great or something it's a big big arena or big soccer or field cricket cricket field or whatever it is in australia so maybe they got to pump out the tickets for that but we do have hell in the cell coming up and then then on top of all that, you have WE Evolution, which is the all-women's pay-per-view coming up. They've been kind of started pushing that now, too. Now, 
partly that was just because they were in Toronto and Trish Stratus was there and they kind of wanted to push the Trish Stratus Alexa Blitz match. match. The only other match they've announced and they didn't even really announce it on TV. I think it was announced on the website or something was Lita versus Mickey James, which seems a weird one. It's like, why? Okay, alright, fine. Yeah, whatever, but... And then they're going to have a bunch of championship matches. I mean, there's been some rumored stuff that got leaked or something, but I don't want to talk about it um, until we get closer because I could easily change all of it. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen at certain shows, like Hell in a Cell, for instance. So, yeah, let's do some predictions for Hell in a Cell. All right, so they haven't announced anything for the kickoff show yet, so I'm guessing they're going to. So I'll kind of, I guess I'll have to add that on the back end because... I don't have any information on that yet, but I'm sure they will. Um, so, all right, let's just go. I don't. They always put this in the weirdest order. It's definitely not going to be this order. But all right, let's do non-championship matches first. No, because then <laughs> they're all championship matches. All right, fine. We'll just start with the non-championship matches, I guess. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella taking on The Miz and Maurice. Um, now, this has been really interesting for Brie Bella because she went from not being on the show forever to now she's on both shows. Her and Nikki have been tagging on Raw and her and Daniel have been doing stuff on SmackDown. So it's like, okay, you went from not being on the show to now being on both shows. Okay, uh, so Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Ah, this one's tough. I mean, the Miz won at um, SummerSlam because of Maurice. But now, now Daniel's got Brie with her, with him. <sighs> they kick off the show. I don't know. I think Dan. I mean, Dan. Dan O'Brien, by the way, has signed supposedly signed a new deal. I mean, I don't think he'd be wrestling if he hadn't. Um, necessarily. Uh, I, I, I feel like it doesn't make sense to have Daniel Bryan and and Brie Bella win after what happened before. So I think the Miz and Maurice are going to win. I think that's the story. They, they're going to build it up and, until he finally gets the win. And I don't, it's not, I'm not timing it. Although they are going to fight again in Super Showdown for the number one contendership. But again, I think... I mean, we'll get to that when we get to it, but I feel like the Miz will win. Uh, all right, next up we have... Let's do the women's match. Um, Dolph... No, that's, that's not the women's match. Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women title against Becky Lynch. Um, I feel like Charlotte's going to win just because I don't think this is... I feel like it doesn't make sense to then hot potato this, and I don't feel like Becky's going to win it quite yet, and they're not done with this. Uh, so it's Charlotte. Um, next up, uh, Ronda Rousey taking on Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, Ronda's going to win. I don't, there's no question that she's not going to lose the title right away after just winning it. So there we go. Uh, next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Champions, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Now, Rollins has... The Intercontinental Championship. Reigns has the Heavyweight Championship. The Shield is dominant. I feel like they're going to win. I feel like the Shield's going to have all the titles. 
I'm going to go Seth Rollins. And I think they just took him off the B team because it's a more interesting match with Dolph and McIntyre than it would have been with the B team. And it wouldn't really have made sense for Seth and Dean to beat the B team. Especially the way they did it because they're supposed to be the Revival taking the B team. And then Dolph and Drew beat up the Revival and took their spot because that's what you do. I mean, Baron Corbin's the general manager now, so I guess whatever. But I think, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Um, Next up, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day, Big E, Kofi, and or Xavier Woods. We'll see who takes the, taking on Rusev and Aiden English uh, with Lana. I mean, The New Day just won him at SummerSlam and gave him the five-time, 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 five-time Tag Team Champions. Do they take him right off of him? I kind of feel like no, but if they don't, I don't know what they're doing with the the Rusev day. And also, I don't know who else the New Day fights, but I, I just I can't see them losing that quickly. Um, all right, then we got uh, Hell in a Cell match for nothing. Jeff Hardy taking on Randy Orton. Shinsuke Nakamura, nowhere to be found, even though he's the U.S. champion. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jeff Hardy, Like, and I, and I mentioned this before, I think, when I did the SummerSlam predictions. Even though I thought he would have won, and then um, this would have been for the U.S. title um, somehow. But uh, he didn't, and it's not. But they're doing it anyways. So... Um, I guess that Jeff Hardy, the one of the things when he said when he wanted to come back was to do Hell in the Cell, which he's never done. Um, he's going to do something crazy. He's got it, right? He's, is he doing a swan time off the top of the hell? Cell? Jeez. That'd be nuts. But is he? He's going to, right? He's going to do that. Oh, man, that's crazy. He's going to do it, though. <laughs> and he's probably going to miss, and Randy Orton's going to win. No, he's going to hit it. No, he can't hit it. No, he's going to miss it. Randy Orton's going to win. Okay. Then we got Samoa Joe taking on AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. I'm surprised this wasn't Hell in a Cell, but it's not. But it's not. Okay. Um, Samoa Joe going to win? I don't think so. I think AJ's winning. I think AJ's going to drop it to the Miz, if anything. If anybody. If... I don't think he's going to drop it to Joe. I think if he drops it to anyone, it's either going to be The Miz or Daniel Bryan. It's not going to be Samoa And then finally, in the main event of the evening, in a Hell in a Cell with Mick Foley as the special guest referee celebrating the 20th year of him getting thrown off the top of the cage, um, it is Roman Reigns defending his Universal WWE Universal Championship against Braun Strowman, who's using his cash-in... Um, his money in the bank cash. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns just got the title. I mean, this is a cash in, but it's not like a traditional cash in. So, like, I don't really see it being like he definitely has to win. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, uh, so I mean, the, the whole point of the Hell and Cell obviously is so to keep the shield out and keep the 
dogs of war out or whatever. But aren't they somehow going to get involved? Like, I feel like they will. But I don't think... Like, if you're going to give Braun Strowman the title, like, wouldn't you have just had him cash in and win it, like, quickly? But then it's like, eh, does he need to do that? I think that was my problem with him having the briefcase to begin with. Like, what's the point of this? They were going to have this match anyways. Why does he have the cash in? Why does he have the band? The, like, wouldn't it have made sense, more sense for Kevin Owens to have it or something? I think Roman Reigns going to win. Keep the title. I think that's the bottom line here. And there we go. I mean, I don't know what the kickoff match is going to be. I mean, it could be something with uh, Kevin Owens, who quit and came back, by the way. I forgot to mention that. He quit after losing to Seth Rollins in an open challenge match for the Intercontinental title, but then he came back next week and attacked them. Could be something with him. I don't really know. It's, it could be something with Finn Balor. It could be Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Something Baron Corbin, maybe. Maybe a couple different matches, actually. I mean, as it is right now, there's five SmackDown matches, only three Raw matches, which is interesting. So it's definitely going to be something from Raw, if not two different matches from Raw. No, Elias, too. He'll probably do something, too. Yeah. So anyways, there we go. Hell in the Cell coming up this Sunday. Don't miss that. It is 55 bucks on uh, pay-per-view or... Nine 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 on the WD network, and if you're a new subscriber, it's free. Um, <laughs> and you also get Super Showdown. Um, but uh, yeah, so there we go. Jeep Crypto G Canelo on Saturday. Um, I don't know. That's about it. I'll probably be back in a couple weeks to talk about maybe Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. They got stuff coming up at the end of September. If not, then the first weekend of October. Got Super Showdown, there's um, McGregor fight, it's also Columbus Day, my birthday, we got MLB playoffs happening, which the Red Sox have clinched the playoff spot already, um, start of hockey, football's still going, basketball's right around the corner, so much going on, um, I'll probably be back in a couple weeks, if I'm not, I'll be back in three weeks, I'll probably be back in both, or if you haven't listened to the Very Drinking Podcast, that's back, that you can find uh, episode two on here. Um, and if I got my act together, there may be a whole separate, uh, podcast for it, for, um, very drunken podcast. Don't know, not sure, may have to look and find out. If you used to be a member of the, if you used to be a subscriber to the G&G Presents Boom podcast, I think it's going to take over that. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but if, if you were and that then changed and there was a new episode, there you go. There you go. And if not, go check it out. Um. If it's up. If not, I don't know. But episode two at least will be have been on the One Man Renegade podcast feed. If it's not already, it should be soon. Um, go check that out. And um, and also subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Check me out on Twitter at razorvader. And thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a great couple weeks and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.